Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. As I look back over 2021, I'm reminded of all of the memes that popped up a year ago, proclaiming how bad 2020 was and and how 2021 was going to finally bring us back to normal. (laughs) Now, a year later, 2021 was so similar to 2020 that they could be twins. (laughs) I, I don't see any of those memes this year. And it seems to be a foregone conclusion that things will never be the same again. I was sent an article that was so good that I had to bring it to you. It sums up so much of what we've gone through with the response to COVID and and where we're headed. It went really well with an article that I was already reading about how COVID has become the new religion. These two articles are so good and thought-provoking that I, I thought them a very appropriate way to end the year. The first article is from Clark County Today Administrator Heidi Wetzler, who shares a a clinical psychology professor, Matthias Desmet's theory about the societal conclusions under which a population ends up willingly sacrificing their freedoms. And she starts out by saying this. She says, I received the following comment recently from a reader in Africa on a column I wrote a while back regarding natural immunity. It captures the essence of my daily inner dialogue. And this was the comment from the person in Africa. They said, quote, arguments from privileged countries. I like that. Arguments from privileged countries. We in Africa have little access to vaccines, boosters, etc. The question we should be asking is, how is Africa managing? You people have already caused mayhem over Omicron. Our good doctors from South Africa have told us not to panic, but the rest of the world is in the highest panic mode yet. Your countries have over 70% vaccinated, boosted, etc. You should be at peace. You will die of fear. That was their comment. And she goes on to say, as I sat with these ideas coming from half a world away, I realized the privileged countries in the world are living a far different reality than the less privileged. Ironically, in America, we have limitless access to vaccines and some of the most educated doctors and scientists in the world. Yet, the majority of our citizens are consumed with fear. But does the level of fear and now the level of governmental control really match the current threat of the virus and its variants. Why aren't we jumping for joy that so far Omicron is looking to be more transmissible, but far less deadly? In theory, this variant should signal the end of the pandemic. Shouldn't it be good news that many more people will likely develop a level of natural immunity from a less dangerous variant as we work toward the promised land of herd immunity? But this commenter is right. Instead of optimism, what we have instead 
are increased calls for panic, lockdowns, passports, mandates, and more. Why, you ask? Let me suggest a theory. Recently, I ran across the concept of mass formation, explained by Matthias Desmet. He's a professor of clinical psychology at Gennett University in Belgium. He explains the sociolog uh, sociological conditions under which a population ends up willingly sacrificing their freedom. There are four basic conditions which need to be met in order for a society to be vulnerable to mass hypnosis, as they call it. So people that just don't have the ability to critically think and they just do whatever they're told. The first of which is a lack of societal bonding. It is easily argued that members of Western society struggled with loneliness long before the pandemic, and when the ongoing lockdowns, isolation, and general fear of one another, this lack of community has continued to a dangerous degree. Second condition is met when the majority of people view their lives as being without purpose or meaning. A recent poll of young people in the UK revealed that 89% of those aged 16 to 29 believe that their lives have no meaning or purpose. Desmet also cites studies showing that half of all adults believe that their jobs are completely meaningless and are basically sleepwalking through their day. Free floating anxiety is the third condition for the rise of mass formation. A quick count of the number of anxiety or depression medications prescribed each year confirms that there is no arguing the crushing levels of anxiety pre prevalent in, in our communities. The fourth condition is, a, is high levels of frustration and aggression with no discernible cause. If you, if you spend any time driving or on social media these days, you will experience the open hostility present in the world today. I drive myself crazy trying to find logical reasons why the masses wholeheartedly accept everything that Dr. Fauci or other medical and you know global health officials proclaim. The announcements can change with the wind, lack of data to support, openly contradict what was said just the day before or include outright lies. But as long as they are echoed and supported by mainstream media, they are believed as truth. This is the result of mass formation psychosis. Society has been given somewhere to, to place their anxiety. Community has been formed around the seemingly heroic struggle against a common goal. Fighting this virus has given purpose to rudderless lives, and the life has been given meaning through a global human connection where there was once a void. Saving every life from dying of COVID is of paramount importance. All of the psychological, economic, and social losses are unworthy of concern, blatantly selfish to contemplate. This psychological phenomenon explains why so many have bought into a clearly illogical narrative and why they are willing to participate in the prescribed strategy, even if it's 
utterly absurd, Desmet says. The reason they buy into the narrative is because it leads to this new social bond. He explains that science, logic, and correctness have nothing to do with it. Humans crave community and long for social bonds. Now that these conditions have been forged, they're nearly impossible to break. Hypnosis and hypnotized people are unable to question the narrative being fed to them. Take vaccinations in children 5 to 11, for example. There is absolutely no emergency for children. None. Yet, the FDA approved an emergency use authorization vaccine for this age group. There are zero long-term safety studies, but the masses eagerly line up to vaccinate their children. This doesn't make any sense. This is reckless. There is no science to back up this need. But our leaders say it is vital, so it must be. This group of people is deathly concerned with living outside of the fold. The need to virtuously comply and fit in trumps all else. It doesn't matter that health organizations are ignoring the science of natural immunity. It doesn't matter that the vaccine injured are are being excluded from society along with the vaccine uh, resistance. It doesn't matter that neither the pharmaceutical companies nor the governmental authorities mandating these vaccines are responsible for any adverse effects recipients suffer. Apparently, we all must be willing to die for the good of the group. We must be willing to sacrifice our children's very lives because being concerned about the safety of the, vac- of the vaccine is now considered immoral. It is abhorrent to die from the virus, but quite acceptable, even, dare I suggest, honorable to die from the vaccine. New York Times editor Carlos Tejada died of a heart attack on December 17th, less than 24 hours after getting the Moderna booster. He was 49. The New York Times story makes no mention of the coincidental timing of the booster. If given the full story, I'm afraid the hypnotized masses still wouldn't even blink. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, hosted by the CDC, or often commonly known as VERS, or VERS, now indicates nearly 100,000 reactions from COVID vaccines. Funny how mainstream news outlets completely ignore these statistics. And the hypnotized firmly debunk all adverse events they come across as happenstance. The hypnosis is real and thick. Desmond highlights the difference between a rising dictatorship of totalitarianism. He suggests a, a general rule in a classic di- dictatorship. The, the dictator becomes milder and less aggressive once the despot voices of his opposition are silenced. Once he has seized complete power, he 
doesn't need to be more aggressive anymore and can resort to other means of maintaining control. But in a totalitarian state, the exact opposite occurs. This is a a crucial point for us to, to understand because in a totalitarian society, once the opposition is silenced, that's when the state commits its greatest and cruelest atrocities. It has been obvious and criminal that for the last two years, dissenting ideas regarding COVID and the govern, governing response have been perpetually silenced. This censorship is desperate and, and, and most unscientific. Since, since when is the science resolved? Since when is science unable to withstand questioning? Maybe it's when the response isn't about science at all. If the scientists were genuinely interested in keeping each of us safe from COVID, wouldn't they, wouldn't they be most interested in each of our antibody levels? Isn't it perplexing how they say it is impossible to create a, an acute antibody test? Why, after two years, are they pushing a one-size-fits-all vaccine with no accompanying measure of the, the real ticket to herd immunity? Antibodies. Have, have we had a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies for all of this mix of and matching of boosters? Is anyone questioning the criminalization of ivermectin in, in America, while dozens of other countries are using it to greatly reduce death? Does anyone question why the unvaccinated are losing their jobs, but the vaccinated employees can still spread it? No, because the masses who are currently subject to mass formation psychosis simply comply. It is absolutely stunning to me, the lack of questions being asked and the vehemence with which the, the group defends the course of action. This group of people belongs to something now and belonging is more important than the search for truth. At the end of the day, the global fight against COVID has brought an unbreakable bond between the members of the vulnerable group and, and mass formation erases individuality. The virtuous fighters have now focused their virtuous fear and hatred on a group that is not under the spell. The unvaccinated are now the subject of intense disdain. The governor of Washington state recently called them domestic terrorists. And the masses likely agree. Even though many unvaccinated are COVID recovered, have natural immunity, and are completely safe to be around, no questions are being asked. All critical thinking is done for. I'm sure I am not alone in my futile attempt to spread logic and common sense to person after person without, ear, you know, without ears to hear. And there is simply no changing people's minds with new statistics or information. What will it take to break this trance? And the answer at this point is personal loss. 
Each one will need to be personally affected by a vaccine booster in injury or a loss of freedom they care about or a loss of livelihood in order to begin to turn the tide. But by then, I imagine it will be too late. The totalitarian regime will be in full force and freedoms lost will never be regained. I, I just simply could not agree more with her here. All of the mask wearing, mandate requiring, passport demanding is just a power grab for our freedoms and it has become a religion for many. This is really spelled out wonderfully in this article uh, from the burningplatform.com. It came out on December 3rd and it says, it's entitled COVID, A New State Religion. And it, he says here, he says, what, state, what started as a virus quickly became an epidemic and then a global pandemic. The spread of a conogen laid the groundwork for what has become an industry. And it's now morphing into a religious ideology with all the familiar trappings. In just the third quarter of 2021, Pfizer reported its sales rose to 24.1 billion with a B dollars. That's up 134% from a year ago. Thanks in large part to the COVID vaccine. The company said it anticipates sales of COVID vaccine to top 300, I'm sorry, $36 billion in 2021 and 29 billion in 2022. For its part, Moderna reports that it's anticipates vaccine sales of 17 billion in 2021 and an increase to 22 billion in 2022. Johnson and Johnson stated that its COVID vaccine sales will come in at around 2.5 billion in 2021. Now that's a total, if you're doing the math with me, 55.5 billion dollars in vaccine sales in 2021 alone. Just just from just from the three biggest providers of vaccines in the U.S. And this does not include a wide range of products and services and industries that have cropped up to service the nation's, you know, COVID needs, right? And the world's COVID needs. From makers of masks, cleaning supplies, hand sanitizers, ventilators, to major pharmacy companies paid millions to distribute vaccines, uh, COVID has become a major industry. Now, politicians and bureaucrats at the local, state, and federal levels have seized on the COVID crisis to achieve an unprecedented level of power through vaccine mandates, lockdowns, restrictions, and of course, overnight changes to the election procedures. Then there is the public health sector. These are its glory days. Epidemiologists and other public health uh, figures who used to have to explain what they do for a living to their closest friends at cocktail parties now don't have to do that. They can simply tell their friends and family to look for them on the evening news. Yes, they may have gotten into the field for altruistic reasons, but if you don't think they are relishing the attention, you're deluding yourself. Now, COVID is a new field of study, complete with federal grant monies and analysis, every aspect of, of, of COVID. So long as the research does not distract from the 
you know, appropriate narrative, right? According to the pandemic, um, the, to to run its uh, allowing the pandemic to run its course through herd immunity and oftentimes unexpensive and widely accessible treatments no longer appear to be an option, if it ever was. Remember the 15 days to slow the spread? From makers of masks, cleaning supplies, hand sanitizer, and ventilators to uh, to a majority of companies paying millions to distribute the vaccine, COVID has become a major industry. The COVID vaccines are understood widely to be ineffective at preventing the spread of the virus. So why the relentless emphasis on turning society on its head over flawed vaccines? Like Christian baptism. (laughs) The vaccine is the baptism into this new faith. The waters of baptism don't physically clean one's soul of sin any more than the, the vaccine can completely prevent contraction of COVID. And in the ideological concept, context, it's, it's a symbolic rite of passage into the faith. Once injected, you can count yourself among the, the faithful, unlike the unvaccinated who are the COVID ideologists, the equivalent of atheists, uh, you know, crack of the, the, the 1400 AD. It's, it's, okay to shun them, demonize them, uh, discriminate against them, even deny them life-saving health care. In fact, you have an obligation to do so. So they learn their lesson and step in line. Otherwise, they will be made an example. It doesn't matter that they may have their own religious objections. They, they may have a personal medical history. Or they may even have natural immunity from the virus, which is much more effective at preventing the spread, of course. What matters is that they can be dubbed anti-vax, a term that coincidentally or or not sounds uncomfortably similar to anti-Christ. <laughs> to, to be faithful, if, if you're unvaccinated for any reason, you're selfish. You, you don't care about others. You're putting yourself before the, the majority, before the faith. Just as uh, Catholicism has its rights in the form of seven sacraments, the, the COVID ideology does too. One is the booster shot. If you were vaccinated a year ago but have not yet gotten your booster shot, you are at risk of being labeled unvaccinated once again. You do want to risk that, do you? Of course, once boosted, you have the privilege of knowing you are born again. This new ideology even has the right of confession, where you're asked by your employer or your or the, the front office of a football stadium or a basketball arena to disclose your vaccination status. How much different is that from the Catholic rite of reconciliation. The the practice of faith often involves sacrifice. The the COVID ideology is not without sacrifice. Once adverse effects of the safe and effective vaccine 
are extremely rare, the, the burden is on you to take the risk. If you are one of those who contract chronic heart problems, uh, permanent neurological disorders, or some other life-altering condition, that's the sacrifice that you must be willing to take for the good of the ideology. Of course, no faith could be complete without the high priests, the most visible one being Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, He is routinely asked by leaders and journalists to bless one activity, behavior, or medical treatment over another. Uh, A legion of people seeks his final approval or disapproval on behaviors that until now were considered unsinful. Uh, Some may even regard the the pontifical uh, bureaucrat as infallible. (laughs) He's not alone. There, There is an army of COVID clergy with titles like public health director, governor, mayor, human resources director, Silicon Valley billionaire, editor, producer, and reporter, all of whom are the keepers of the word when it comes to COVID. Each has frontline authority to make decisions on the enforcement of COVID ideology. The counter, um, you know, to counter the, the word or the narrative of this new faith is to be guilty of the sin of misinformation. Punishable, of course, by banning, censorship, and denial of communion in the word's most literal sense. The only way to regain access to the congregation is to recant yourself. And if you belong to an established faith that holds dear to the original Ten Commandments and hands down uh, these ones that were handed down to Moses from God, you know those, uh, you may recall the first one which says, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Uh, Keep that in mind. Because you may be asked to choose the God of our fathers or the God of COVID. Just know that the God of COVID is a jealous God. And so is the God of our fathers. And so there isn't serving both. You either serve one or the other. I I loved these articles. I, I had definitely bring them to you on this final episode of 2021, something to think about. When we look back over the year, it was definitely something to think about where where and how far we've come or how little we've come really in, in the response of uh, reclaiming our freedoms and not going along with the herd. And so, um, you know, lo- would love your comments on this. Uh, and, and of course, you can always do so at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.